0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football podcast. I am your host Andrew Dobius and I am bringing you the injury update for week 1. Tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow is the first Sunday of the 2021 NFL season. And uh you want to start out on a on a on a good note here. So you don't want to get screwed over by injuries. I'm here to bring you an update on who's out, who's questionable, who's going to play, and the advice that goes along with those players. Uh, So how I'm going to do this is I'm going to start with the out players, moving on to questionable, and then the probable slash will play type of players, and that'll be it. So let's jump right into it, starting with the out players. First player to talk about is Deshaun Watson. So this will probably be the last time that I'm going to include him on this injury report because it's expected he's going to be inactive for the entire season unless the Houston Texans decide to trade him, which is seeming more unlikely as the weeks go on. So this means that Terod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback for Houston as of now, and that decreases the value in most of their fantasy-relevant players like David Johnson, Brandon Cooks. So I would avoid really any Texans player until proven otherwise. I'm not even comfortable starting Brandon Cooks at this point because I don't know how this offense is going to look. Uh, Moving on, if you haven't heard the news already, Gus Edwards, he's out uh, for the season. First, it was J.K. Dobbins with his ACL. Then it's Justice Hill with his Achilles. And now it's Gus Edwards with an ACL as well. All of those guys, all three of those running backs for the Ravens out for the season. So the Ravens did, uh, sorry, excuse me. The Ravens did sign three new running backs, Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devonta Freeman. Those are some, some big names and some old players. Uh, so, they're going to be competing with Tyson Williams for that starting role. It seems like Tyson Williams, he's going to be the lead back for week one against the Raiders on Monday night. But after that, the role is really up for grabs. My guess is it's going to be a very ugly split between uh, at least three out of the four running backs. Uh, and that's going to leave very few opportunities for actual fantasy points. Uh, if I had to pick one, if you really wanted to pick up one of these guys, I would say Latavius Murray. I think he has the most potential on this team. I think he's being paid to be uh, to to have a better opportunity than most of these guys. So Latavius Murray, I I guess I would say after week one will be declared the technical starter, but I can't imagine Latavius Murray getting you know twenty plus carries a game. He's not going to get, you know, he's not going to be a Derrick Henry or anything like that. So it's going to be a very ugly split. But if anybody's going to score fantasy points after week one, it's going to be like Tavis Murray. But if you want to start a Ravens running back, which I don't recommend for week one, it'll be Tyson Williams. Uh, but again, I don't recommend that. Next up, another player that is out is Traquan Smith. So with Michael Thomas out for half the season, there was some hope that Traquan Smith will become the the main receiver, the number one for the Saints. Uh, that hope is now gone. Traquan Smith has been dealing with a hamstring injury all preseason, uh, and he lost that wide receiver one role to Marquez Callaway. Marquez or Marquez, I've heard it pronounced both, uh, so I, I guess every time I'll just say both. Uh, the, the Saints have placed Traquan Smith on the IR. That means he's going to miss a couple games, three uh, if you want to get technical, Uh, So Callaway is going to be a I would say a low end flex option for this week uh, because he has a very tough matchup against Jair Alexander, the corner for the Packers, although the Packers, the rest of the Packers defense isn't great. Uh, Alexander is. And if Callaway is going to be the number one receiver, that's a tough matchup. So that's why I have him as a as a low end flex. There is some potential there. But, you know, I'm, I'm not too excited about this matchup. Uh, Moving on to another player that's been placed on the injured reserve and is going to miss at least three weeks is Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver two for the Washington football team. Uh, So this is kind of expected. Curtis Samuel's been dealing with this injury for really the entirety of preseason. Um, It's just kind of unfortunate. I think he's a good fantasy option for this year. It's just a shame he's going to miss a couple weeks. Uh, As of right now, there's no replacements. That I think is going to be fantasy relevant. Uh, it'll just be Terry McLaurin once again as as that lone fantasy relevant receiver for Washington. So, um, yeah, d- don't jump, don't try to get cute and pick up like Daimi Brown or anything like that. Like, just just don't. Just wait, wait until wait until we see what's going on. Uh, and I think once Curtis Samuel comes back from the IR, he's gonna be the clear cut number two for this team. So. Yeah, really, no no fantasy replacements. Uh, moving on to Jamison Crowder. He is the first player this season to miss a game because of COVID, and I hope to God he will be the last because I am tired of it. I swear, if you listen to all the injury reports from last season, it, it was just it, almost every other player is out because of COVID. It sucked. So Jamison Crowder, a man who's really been on this injury report a bunch, uh, he's going to be out once again. Uh, Keelan Cole is also questionable, uh, even though I don't. He, he's less fantasy relevant than Jamison and Crowder, and that's saying a lot. Uh, so that leaves Corey Davis and Elijah Moore as the main targets. Corey Davis is really the only player I would feel somewhat comfortable starting this week until I can really see what Zach Wilson can do. Elijah Moore does have a lot of opportunity, uh, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to start him until I see it. So uh, I think Davis, just because of the connection that he's had with Zach Wilson. Uh, during the preseason games at a training camp, has some opportunity of being fantasy-relevant this week against the Carolina Panthers, but I would not do Elijah Moore just yet. I also think that Jamison Crowder is borderline fantasy-relevant a- at this time, and missing these games uh, is not going to help him at all. Moving on to the final player, Evan Ingram, the tight end for the New York Giants. He's going to be out this week with a calf injury. I'm going to make it easy for you, for those looking for uh, advice on Evan Ingram. Drop him. That's it. It sounds harsh, but there are better options out there that'll just be better for your team. Don't have Evan Ingram on your team. It does not pay off. I've been there multiple times. It doesn't work. All right, drop Evan Ingram. There's players like Gerald Everett that is owned in less than half of leagues. There's players like Austin Hooper, who has higher upside than Evan Ingram. And I know that's kind of crazy. But it's true. I mean, Evan Ingram is – I feel bad because every time we talk about him, I just bash on him. But, like, I, it's, I'm just looking at the numbers and speaking from experience. It's just not – he's just not a fantasy-relevant player anymore. So he's a good – he's a very talented guy. He's good for the Giants, but he is not good for your fantasy football team. Moving on to the questionable category, we got some big names here starting out with probably the biggest name on this list, Saquon Barkley, the running back for the New York Giants. He was limited in practice on Friday. He's still recovering from his ACL tear from last year. He is listed as questionable. He's expected to be on a snap count if he does play. Uh I would still start him if he is going to play. He's a I, I would say a mid to low RB2 this week just because of his upside cuz it's Saquon Barkley. I mean if he if he's healthy, he's a he's a top-talent running back. So if he does not play, Devontae Booker will be the main running back, and I think he's going to be a decent flex, flex option if Barkley is out. Uh, if you are a Saquon Barkley owner like I am, I highly recommend picking up Devontae Booker, at least for this week. You can get him off waivers. Uh, it, it would be crazy even if in a, in a 14-man league if he's not on waivers. You know, like, the the, really the only people that are picking him up are Barkley owners, uh, as it should be. So he's a valuable handcuff, and I think he's going to be good uh, for this week if Barkley is out. So I I recommend picking up Booker because it is an afternoon game. So if if we're done with the first nine games, and then all of a sudden you get a notification that Barkley's not going to play, at least you have a backup plan in Booker. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Odell Beckham Jr., Another ACL injury from last year. Uh, Browns head coach, Stev- Kevin Stefanski, said, we will let you know 90 minutes before the game. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that. Uh, no, I'm not, not really going to blame him. It does get a little frustrating, but, you know, it, it makes sense. They want to see where he's at. Um, something that concerns me is he still hasn't been tackled yet in practice. He really hasn't done a lot of, lot of physical stuff in practice. It's not a great sign uh, for this matchup. They also have a very difficult opponent in the Kansas City Chiefs, which is not helping Odell's case at all. So I would recommend waiting a week before you start OBJ. I think Jarvis Landry, uh, whether or not Odell Beckham is playing, I think that Jarvis Landry is is going to be the most targeted receiver on this team for week one, and I think he's going to be a decent flex option. So bench OBJ for for this week, Jarvis Landry should be a good option. Darnell Mooney is the next player to talk about. He practiced in full on Friday, which is a very good sign. Uh, But he's still listed as questionable. What is not great about him is he is playing the L.A. Rams. The quarterback situation is not great with Andy Dalton, even though it is better than last year. But uh, it's a Sunday night game, which, you know, at first sounds good because he gets time to recover. But it's actually not. It's actually not because that does not give you a lot of options if Mooney is declared out. If he is a game-time decision, then you really don't want to start him because if he is out, that leaves you with any Rams, Bears, Ravens, or Raiders receivers that you can start over Mooney, that you, ha- that you can pick up off the waiver wire and start. Don't, don't do that to yourself. I think this is really an obvious sit for me this week. Um, only comfortable Bears receiver that I that I would play is obviously Allen Robinson. So, way down Mooney for this week if you have to. I think he's going to have a great career. I think he's going to have a great fantasy year, and he should be a decent flex option. Um, I guess when when he's healthy, and uh, especially when Justin Fields is playing. So, yeah, just just bench him this week. Have some patience. Uh, speaking of patience, let's talk about a player that I'm uh, very excited about. That is Nelson Aguilar. He is an amazing fantasy value, and he has a very—I would say—a a very high potential. Uh, after Mac Jones was named the starting quarterback, uh, even without the injury, though, to Nelson Aguilar, I would still recommend sitting him this week. Just just for this week, maybe two, to see his involvement in this offense. There's no receiver that I want to take for the uh, the Patriots it, that I, I wouldn't start any Patriots receivers for the first couple of weeks I just want to see how this offense plays out I think Nelson Aguilar has the best opportunity and I think he's definitely rosterable but because he's dealing with an injury he's questionable and I don't know how this offense is going to look I'm going to sit Nelson Aguilar for a few weeks and, and see what the deal is week one is not a week where you take risks week one is where you play it safe and you just kind of assess the uh, the situation afterwards you look at, at your team a couple weeks in and and then you can decide uh what you want to do from there Emmanuel Sanders is the final player on the questionable list and I was uh questioning whether or not I should even put him on here because you should not have him on your team and you should not even think about starting him but for those of you that uh that have him on your team he's going to be questionable with a foot injury this week uh and it's not it's not great. It's it's not great. Here's some advice, though, for Sanders owners. Drop them. Pick up Gabe Davis. You will thank me later. Gabriel Davis is going to be the wide receiver two on this team. Trust me on that. It may not be week one or week two that Davis is going to blow up, but it's going to happen this season. Moving on to the final category, the probable slash will play starting with the quarterbacks uh only one on this list for this week it is Carson Wentz it is confirmed that Carson Wentz will start week 1 against the Seattle Seahawks he's not been that intriguing of a fantasy option for me uh and without great receiving weapons TY Hilton has been placed on the IR with a neck injury and then he's got some unproven receivers uh he really doesn't seem like a like a a startable quarterback as of right now i think he's a decent streaming quarterback for the entire season. You know, if it's matchup based, if he plays Detroit, if he plays Houston, uh, he does play Houston twice a year. So, you know, that could be a decent option there if you're streaming quarterbacks. But for for week one against Seattle, I'm going to pass on him this week. I think there's better streaming quarterback options. Uh, and the uncertainty of the passing game just really concerns me. So pass on him this week and I'm not really high on him throughout the season. If he's your starting quarterback, you you should just do a streaming quarterback strategy. So, uh, Moving on to running backs, Austin Eckler. He has been dealing with a hamstring injury. He did get in some limited practice on Friday, and he is expected to play this week, which is good. Uh, He has a really tough matchup, though, against the Washington football team. They have a great defense, but he should still be start-worthy. Uh, just don't expect a like a top five performance from Eckler this week. All right. Lower your expectations for Eckler, just like how Ezekiel Elliott owners should have lowered their expectations for the Tampa game. Right? That's I, I would see more of a that Eckler's more likely to get a five point week than a thirty point week, but you still should start him because he does have that high upside. Um And, yeah, everything looks like he's going to play. So you don't need to worry about that. Josh Jacobs, he was dealing with a toe injury. He missed uh, half of the week, uh, half a week of practice. Luckily, it was the earlier half and not the later half. Uh, It seems that he's recovering well. He returned to practice on Thursday. He also plays Monday night, which is good. It gives him an extra day to recover. Uh, He should be a decent fantasy option this week. But he does have a tough opponent in the Baltimore Ravens again. Don't expect top five, uh, top five running back performance from Josh Jacobs, but he still should be solid. The difference between the Jacobs situation and the Mooney situation, uh, I I know that, you know, there's probably some, uh, maybe a a slight contradiction to my statement on he's going to be a good option because he has more time to recover. The reason why I say Jacobs is a start is because he's more likely to play. He's not questionable. He's probable. uh, So he should be good to go. DeAndre Swift is the next running back. He was taken off the injury report. He is a full go for this week against the 49ers. Uh, It it was also stated that there will be no restrictions to his workload. This was from the Lions running back coach. They will not restrict his workload, so they won't have a snap count or anything like that. He does have a tough opponent. It seems like there's a pattern going on. Uh, It's a tough opponent, but... I think Swift, uh, he's going to get a good amount of volume this week and he's going to have, a uh, I guess, a good running back two performance. He should be a lower-end RB2, maybe a mid-RB2 for me. Receiver time, got two of them here. Kenny Galladay, he has been removed from the injury por- report and he will play this week against the Denver Broncos. Uh, with the injury still looming for Saquon Barkley, I think that Daniel Jones might need to rely more on the passing game this week. Galladay I expect to be a lower end wide receiver too but he does have some high upside very similar situation of Cortland Sutton uh, Sutton's, as most of you know he's recovering from that ACL tear from last year uh, he, but he did participate in the final preseason game two weeks ago for the Denver Broncos that was a, a very good sign it looks like it's going to be all systems go for him this Sunday uh, he'll be a lower end wide receiver too with high upside as well um, but there's a first game back in almost a year. So that's going to be a, a fun matchup because it is the Giants versus the, the Broncos and both of their supposed wide receiver ones are kind of coming back from injuries. So, and they have high upside. It's just, it's going to be a fun matchup Uh, last player on the list. Tight end Noah Fant for the Denver Broncos. Uh, he's dealing with an injury. He was dealing with it earlier this week, but he's going to be all good to go against the Giants for week one. Uh this is not unusual for Noah Fant. Uh and fantasy owners should expect situations like this throughout the season. More often than not, he'll be questionable majority of the week and then come game time he'll play. So this is this is nothing new for Noah Fant. If you've had Noah Fant in the past, you know what it's like. He only missed one game last season, but he was questionable I want to say like 14 out of the 17 weeks. Like there's just players like that where Like AJ Brown's another good example where they're just going to be questionable every week, but more often than not, they'll play. But uh, keep listening to the podcast because we're going to give you updates on all these injuries. Um, Next episode is going to be the, I guess, the week one recap. So Sunday will be over. Week one will be over. Hopefully, all of you win. You know that uh, that'll be a good start to the season, and uh, hopefully, I helped you out a little bit. So thank you